Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is Don Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Right, let's get this show started. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Happy to be here on a Monday. I hope that everybody had a great Christmas as we still have one more week to go in 2021. Don't forget, I'm going to have my special year in review show on Wednesday. You don't want to miss that. We've got a great show for you. Going to talk about the Atlanta Falcons squeaking a win over the Detroit Lions And they are still mathematically alive for the playoffs. But they need some help. The Atlanta Hawks have 10 players in COVID protocol. They will be shorthanded tonight against the Chicago Bulls. They actually had a very interesting weekend. They beat the Sixers in one of the best games they played all season. And they lost to the Knicks on Christmas. I'll talk about those games. And the inaugural season of the National Indoor Soccer League kicked off last night at the Lander Center in South Haven, Mississippi. The Memphis Americans and the Columbus Rapids took the action on the turf. I will talk about those games as well. And so let's get into the show because we did have a lot of action in the National Football League. The Atlanta Falcons were taking on the Detroit Lions who came into this game 2-11-1. And they had their backup quarterback, Tim Boyle. And I'm looking at the stat sheets. The Atlanta Falcons were dominated in this game. Time of possession, yards per play, first downs, third down conversion. But Tim Boyle could not get the job done. Atlanta did take the 20-13 lead. And then the most important play for the Detroit Lions was that 17-play, 66-yard drive that ate up more than 10 minutes on the clock. Even though they kicked a field goal, I know Falcons fans were thinking in their minds that Detroit is going to burn all three of their timeouts and they're going to get the football back with a chance to win this game. But disaster strikes for the Atlanta Falcons when Russell Gage fumbles the football. Detroit has it and they're marching down the field. They're at the nine-yard line and Foy Oakland intercepts Tim Boyle's pass to seal the victory for the Atlanta Falcons and the Falcons are now 7-8. and eight. Still alive for the playoffs. Now, here's some of the playoff scenarios that's going to have to happen if the Falcons want to get into the playoffs. Obviously, they got to win their last two games. They take on the Buffalo Bills next week, and the Bills are favored by 14 points. That is a tall task, but if the Falcons are able to beat the Bills and beat the Saints on the last game of the season, they're going to need some help. They're going to need the Eagles to lose out because the Eagles own the tiebreaker against the Falcons. They're going to need the Vikings to lose out. They're going to need the Washington football team to at least lose one of their games because they play the Eagles. But I'm looking at the playoff standings right now, and you have the San Francisco 49ers currently the sixth seed. The Eagles are the seventh seed. The New Orleans Saints take on the Miami Dolphins tonight on Monday Night Football, and the Saints are currently on the outside looking in. Minnesota is 7-8, and eight, and Atlanta is 7-8. and eight. So a lot of chaos is going to have to happen for the Falcons to get into the postseason and to become 9-8 and eight with a winning record. They're going to have to 
hope that the 49ers lose to the Texans and lose to the Rams to finish 8-9. and nine. It's possible the Falcons could get into the playoffs, but hasn't this been a successful year under first-year head coach Arthur Smith? I think so. They have over-exceeded their expectations for what was considered a rebuilding year. Yes, it wasn't always pretty. They've blown some games. But I was very impressed with Kyle Pitts. He's about to break the Falcons' tight end record for most receiving yards by a tight end that was set by Tony Gonzalez. And the Atlanta Falcons, he makes the Pro Bowl in his first season as an Atlanta Falcon. There's a lot of bright spots on this team. A.J. Terrell has been noted as one of the best cornerbacks in the league. I know he got snubbed on the Pro Bowl, but Chris Lidstrom is considered one of the best guards in the league. And so they hit home runs on those draft picks. And yes, I know the GM Thomas Dimitrov has whiffed on several picks, but the Atlanta Falcons are look promising. Matt Ryan still has at least six years left. Matt Ryan is not going anywhere. He is going to be the quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. Aren't you glad that they didn't draft Justin Fields? Imagine Justin Fields in this Falcons offense. I don't think it would have lasted. He's not doing very well in Chicago. So I'm going to see how the Atlanta Falcons play out these last two games. And we shall see. Other games around the NFL. You know, I had a very busy Christmas. I was very thankful that we had games on Christmas because those two games were very exciting. The Green Bay Packers hold on to beat the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield is just hurting his team. He threw four picks in that game. And right now the Green Bay Packers have the number one seed in the NFC. I think it's going to be set up for the Packers and Cowboys to meet in the NFC Championship. I'll get into the playoff picture a little bit after the show. The Cleveland Browns still have an outside shot at making the playoffs. The Indianapolis Colts beat the reeling Arizona Cardinals 22-16. And even though the Cardinals clinched a playoff berth, they've lost three straight. They They take on the Cowboys next week, and then they take on the Seahawks. They're limping into the playoffs, especially with DeAndre Hopkins out and J.J. Watt out. Remember when Kyler Murray was considered an MVP favorite to start the year? Well, that's gone out the window. The Cincinnati Bengals get their biggest win in over 20 years by beating the Baltimore Ravens. This is the first time since 2009 that they swept the Ravens and swept the Steelers in the same season. And Cincinnati, 9-6, and six, they look for real. Joe Burrow throws for 525 yards and four touchdowns. I know the Baltimore Ravens did not have Lamar Jackson. They were down to their third-string quarterback, and they've had injuries all season. But this was a big win for Cincinnati, and they have a big game next week against the Kansas City Chiefs, and then they wrap up the season against the Cleveland Browns. So the Bengals look like they're going to win the division and make the playoffs. You had the Pittsburgh Steelers getting blown out by the Kansas City Chiefs 36-10. The Chiefs right now are the number one seed in the AFC. And they look like the favorites to return to the Super Bowl to represent the AFC for a third straight year. I can't believe that this team has won eight straight games. Remember when they were 3-4, and four, the sky was falling? Everybody thought that Patrick Mahomes was struggling. Once the defensive players got healthy, the Chiefs became a different football team. And they are the hottest team going in to the playoffs. And they should be wrapping up that number one seed after beating out the Bengals and then finishing the season with the Denver Broncos. So looking at the other scores in the NFL, 
Matt Nagy saves his job for one more game. As in snowy Seattle, Chicago comes back down 24-14. to 14. Nick Foles, with his late-game magic, comes down, throws a 15-yard pass to Jimmy Graham, and why not? With a minute left to go, why not go for two? They go for two. They take the lead over Seattle, 25-24. to 24. Still, I think a minute is enough time for Russell Wilson to get down to the end, to get down to the field and at least kick a field goal. But there is something wrong with Russell Wilson. He gets a holding penalty. He tries to scramble for four yards. He did not get the first down. He throws an incomplete pass. They couldn't even move the football that final drive. And Seattle is 5-10. and And I think that there might be a coaching change. I think Pete Carroll might step down, might retire, or Russell Wilson is going to demand to be traded. Because this was a disastrous season for the Seahawks. Say what you want. I know that he was injured for three games. But when he came back, they looked flat. And they haven't been the same since that injury. Something is up in Seattle. You paid too much money and gave up too many draft picks to get Jamal Adams and Carlos Dunlap. Even though those those are good pieces, those players don't win you games. And as for Chicago, Matt Nagy survives to live another day. Nick Foles had a great... He's a great backup quarterback. I'm surprised he's a third-string quarterback, and he's going to have a job in the NFL for years to come because he's a good backup quarterback, and he gets some magic done. Justin Fields was out. Andy Dalton was out. So the state of the Bears, 5-10. and 10, They take on the Giants, and they take on the Vikings. I still think Matt Nagy is going to be fired, and the Bears will move on, but they really need to get rid of that GM. The biggest surprise in the NFL was the Houston Texans beating the Los Angeles Chargers. I know the Chargers didn't have Joey Bosa. They didn't have Austin Eckler, but Davis Mills gets the victory. 21 for 27, 254 yards, and a touchdown. Rex Burkhead, if you had him on your fantasy team, I know a lot of people are in the playoffs. Rex Burkhead had 22 carries for 149 yards and two touchdowns as the Houston Texans get the victory. David Culley gets another victory, and that is a trap game next week for the 49ers. Uh, Houston has some good players. Rex Burkhead, a good, solid veteran running back. Brandon Cooks, a great, speedy wide receiver. And that was a shocker. The Panthers get booed at home. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, without Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, gets the victory 32-6. Is Cam Newton done in Carolina? I think Cam Newton retires. You got the Philadelphia Eagles. Right now, they currently hold the eighth seed in the playoffs. They beat the Giants 34-10. The Jets beat the Jaguars 26-21. Right now, the Jacksonville Jaguars would have the number one pick in the 2022 NFL Draft. Zach Wilson outduels Trevor Lawrence, even though Trevor Lawrence threw for more passing yards. Uh, both quarterbacks didn't make the big mistake. I know Trevor Lawrence got sacked, a strip fumble. The biggest win for Buffalo was... Josh Allen marching down and beating the Patriots in Foxborough. What he had to overcome, the Patriots were coming back in this game. The Patriots got a late touchdown to make it 26-21, and then what Josh Allen did was able to score another touchdown to seal the victory. And right now the Buffalo Bills take control of the AFC East because they own the tiebreaker with the Patriots. If they win out, they will be AFC East champions. Remember a couple of games ago, we didn't even know if they were going to make the playoffs. Some of the other games, the Los Angeles Rams 
beat the Minnesota Vikings at Minnesota, which Minnesota is now 7-8. and eight. They really didn't need that if they want to try to sneak into the playoffs. I think Mike Zimmer is a lame duck coach. I think he will be fired at the end of the year. The Los Angeles Rams are now in control of the NFC West, and they currently hold, now hang on a second, they currently hold the number three seed because they own the tiebreaker with the Buccaneers. Some of the other games you had, the Raiders beating the Broncos. Raiders are still alive for the playoffs. And the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night football walloped the Washington football team 56-14. to Hurts the Washington football team's playoff chances. It's just a mess. You had players brawling with each other in mid-game, although the analyst Chris Collinsworth didn't really have a problem with it. How about them Cowboys? Right now, second seed. They are a number two seed. And I think that the Dallas Cowboys are in the driver's seat to at least win a playoff game and make it to the NFC Championship game. With that being said, it was just a great, great weekend of football. I wish I could say that about the bowl games. I know we had the Hawaii Bowl canceled. But congratulations to Georgia State. On Christmas Day, they win their bowl game against Ball State at the Tax Act Camellia Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama, 51 to 20. They finished their year at 8 and 5. They had such a great season. They almost beat Auburn. They beat Coastal Carolina. They beat their in-state rival Georgia Southern, and this was the best team that Georgia State has had in their existence. I remember when their football team stood up in 2010, there was some promise. Bill Curry got this team on the map and they were playing the big boys in college football and they have their best season to this day. Now, just the schedule I want to talk about because we only have one bowl game today. It's Western Michigan and Nevada in the Quick Lane Bowl. That Boston College East Carolina Bowl game has been canceled because of COVID. We also have the Fenway Bowl between Virginia and SMU canceled. We also have Washington State and Miami. That is, Miami is dropped out of the Sun Bowl and Washington State is looking for an opponent to play. We have got to weather the storm with COVID right now with the Omicron variant because it's starting to cancel sports. The NBA is going to replacement players. You got the Atlanta Hawks taking on the Chicago Bulls tonight. They're going to be without John Collins. They're going to be without DeMar. They're going to be without Trey Young. They're going to be without Kevin Herter. And the Atlanta Hawks are 15 and 17 right now. And I know you're disappointed that they lost to the Knicks on Christmas. That was the first game. I was spending time with my family. I kind of glanced over to see the Hawks on Christmas because I was happy that the Hawks were playing on Christmas, but I was disappointed that Trey Young was not in this game. But on Thursday night, they beat the Philadelphia 76ers 98-96, probably the biggest win in Hawks history. Biggest win this season for the Atlanta Hawks. The Hawks will have a home-and-home against the Chicago Bulls, and maybe they might have Trey Young back on New Year's Eve when they take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. As it stands right now, the Atlanta Hawks are the 10th seed in the playoffs. If they can weather the storm, get all their players back, I think they are one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference. But they got to play as a team. They got to get everybody back. I know that injuries are not an excuse. Just ask the Los Angeles Lakers, as LeBron is making excuses for his team because they're without Anthony Davis and they have dropped four straight games. What embarrassing, not an embarrassing loss. They lost to the Brooklyn Nets. 
at Crypto Arena, the brand new Crypto Arena, and the Los Angeles Lakers have lost five straight games. They are currently 16 and 18. If the playoffs ended today, they would still be the number seven seed. They would be in that play-in game. This is a different Lakers team, and LeBron is getting up there in age, and I don't know if they're going to get a new head coach. I don't know if they're going to trade Russell Westbrook, but Anthony Davis is brittle. He gets injured all the time, and I purposely feel they won that championship in 2020 because you've given LeBron and AD four months off. They're playing in the bubble. With a healthy Anthony Davis and a healthy LeBron James, they are unstoppable. It really doesn't matter who's around them. You can have Alex Caruso. You can have Kentavious Caldwell-Pope. Even though I liked the role players that the Lakers had on their team last year, they gave away all those players just to get Russell Westbrook. It's frustrating if you're a Lakers fan. Kind of happy because I'm not a Lakers fan, and I just I don't think you should reward teams that have been dysfunctional at the front office like they were and when LeBron came to the team in 2018, he didn't want to play with all these young players like Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball. And he misses the playoffs for the first time since his rookie season in Cleveland. And next thing you know, he can just get whatever players he wants. So I think that the Lakers are going to fire Frank Vogel. And LeBron is going to be the GM that he is for the Lakers because it's a joke that they have Rob Palinka as a GM. He's not a GM. He's an agent. So LeBron is pretty much the head coach. He's the GM. He's the player. He might as well be the owner because it whatever says whatever LeBron says goes in LA, and you know changes are going to be made because they are panicking in Tinseltown. Meanwhile, the best game during Christmas was that Golden State Warriors Phoenix Suns game. The two top teams in the Western Conference and the Warriors were able to win that game without Andrew Wiggins, without Clay Thompson, and without Jordan Poole. So the Warriors right now are 27 and 6. So the National Indoor Soccer League kicked off last night in Memphis as the Columbus Rapids made the trip up to actually South Haven, Mississippi. That game was on YouTube. I watched both games and I have a take on the outcome because right now it doesn't really matter what the outcome was. Yes, as Rapids fans, we wanted to win. But the accomplishments that both teams have made in this inaugural season to build up this program, and to get people excited about soccer in Columbus. It was great to just watch the indoor soccer game. As I was watching the broadcast on YouTube, yes, the men's team played first. They dropped the contest 6 to nothing to the Memphis Americans. It was really the story of their goalkeeper. He was just a wall back there. But I saw some good things from the Rapids team. I thought that Steven McIntosh played very well on defense. They did have some offensive looks that I think that they'll get it right. They will actually make some adjustments as they take on the Fayetteville Fury on December 30th at the Columbus Civic Center. Meanwhile, the women's team played next, and it was very tight in that first quarter. The Rapids actually outshot the Americans, and the Americans did get the first goal in the second quarter, but how cool was it that Megan Byers, Scores a goal almost at midfield in the top shelf corner. That, that was just an incredible shot. Megan Byers scores the first goal in Rapids history. And it's all tied up at 1-1. And yes, the game got out of hand. And the Memphis Americans, they did break away. They had some. They took advantage of some power plays. They had two players, with both with two hat tricks. Ashlyn Jones with three goals. And 
the Rapids women's team dropped the contest 10 to 2. The other goal scored by the Columbus Rapids was Olivia Gerald on a free kick. And so the women's team will take on the same Fayetteville Fury that the men's team has taken on on Thursday at the Columbus Civic Center. It will be the Fury's first game. As many of you know, I'm also the public address announcer for Russell County High Basketball, and they are in a Christmas tournament right now as they are taking on the Green Wave of Spencer right here in Columbus as they will take on Carver tomorrow. So we do have the Muskogee Christmas Showcase at Spencer High School today as Jordan taking on St. Ann Pacelli. One of the hardest parts about this job in broadcasting is um, that I have to report some sad news. Over the Christmas vacation, Columbus State University basketball player Anthony Moore died in a car crash on Christmas Eve. And this shocking because I was at the game on Monday, and I even have video of the PA announcer actually announcing his name. He was a starter for the team. He averaged a little over nine points a game. He was a fan favorite. The players loved him. He was a local guy from Phoenix City, played high school basketball at Central. He went over to Chattahoochee Community College, and he was a fifth-year junior, and uh, he will be missed. Right now, I just my condolences go out to the whole family, uh, the Moore family, and the athletic department at Columbus State University. I know that this is a time that we can reflect on his life and, and what a great person he was, but it's, it's also very sad because it's just sad that we have to report that. That is all the time I have on the show. I do want to thank all my listeners that has downloaded my podcast. And don't forget to like and subscribe to my Facebook channel. I'll have a show tomorrow, and then I will have my year-in-review show on Wednesday as we count down the remaining episodes of 2021. So stay tuned for those shows, and I hope that everybody has a great day. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.